0: back to the past. This is Dating Ourselves, the podcast that talks everything 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm your host, Adam,
1: and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brian and Paul. Hello. Yep. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Nothing you can sing that can't be episode 41.
0: Whoa. Oh, it's that easy, folks. That's- it's that easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: if you've missed our last episode, first of all, why are you listening to this one? Go listen yeah, to the other one. Go to your homework. You to it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. When the gang and I talked about the Dick Tracy motion picture extraordinaire, You can find this and all our past episodes at www.datingourselvespodcast.com on iTunes, Google Music, and wherever you find your podcasts.
2: Well, we really appreciate our listener support, and we'd like to share some kind words left by one of those listeners on iTunes about our show. If you'd like to leave us your own five-star written review on iTunes, we would definitely love to read it on air as a way to say thanks.
0: So, Internet, I think we need to have a serious chat here. We would really love to hear from you all, and could use some words of love in the form of a five-star review. Do stars, write some wordy words, and press send. Send it like Beckham. There you go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a soccer player, right?
2: And a Uh, a Spice Girl. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, I, I, did I? I need to know. Did I get a sports thing right?
2: You did. Yes, actually, you actually did, yes. we're not trying to let Woo-hoo. you uh, get too much of an ego, though. We're not going to acknowledge it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now yep. that I broke the mood, let's get back to this fireside chat. <laughs> <laughs> let me put it this way. The sooner we get some five-star reviews, the sooner we can read them, and the sooner I will stop complaining about this. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So
0: really, this benefits you guys just as much as it benefits
2: us. (laughs) Plus, you get to hear your words written on air by three handsome dudes. We have faces for radio.
0: (laughs) Two two handsome ones. <laughs>
2: hey, hey hey, let's not talk about Paul. He's still sitting here.
1: <laughs> I have no regrets. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, folks. Well, definitely leave some five stars reviews when you can. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to be chatting about everyone's favorite, the Sony Walkman. So uh, now with
0: cowbell. That's actually everyone's favorite. Favorite anything? Period. Wildly inaccurate. (laughs) Yeah. Favorite
2: everything. Like favorite dog. Favorite movie. Favorite haircut. (laughs) Favorite place they went on vacation. The answer is always the Sony Walkman.
0: (laughs) I'm just picturing now someone going, "Here's Sony Walkman. Come on, come on. You want to treat Sony Walkman? Come on. Go to your Walkman uh, bed."
2: That would be the best. (laughs) (laughs) And it'd be so funny because after they finish the first half of their nap, it would literally flip them over and go to the other side. That would be awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Well, remember, we will pick next week's topic at the end of the show. It will be Nostalgia Combat. NOSTALGIA Nostalgia Combat! COMBAT! Me and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy versus Adam and Stephen King. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. We can afford guests now. The master <laughs> of horror
0: himself is going to be
1: with me. We will also visit our old friend, the Hopper of Imagination, to get another topic for Brian. So Brian, tell us about Portable Tape Decks. So many decks.
2: So many decks, so little time. I mean, that's the way it goes. Um, yeah, so the Sony Walkman was a portable media device. Technically, the term Walkman has been used by Sony for many different devices since the inception of this particular device.
0: Pretty much any audio media format has had a Walkman at yes. some point.
2: Um, but this particular iteration that we're going to be talking about, the original... Came out in 1979. It was a portable cassette player. For those of you who have never heard of a cassette, it is a small case, uh, hence cassette. Um, but they're they're the tapes that you can think of. You know, they're about the size of a deck of cards, at least in terms of
0: uh, length and width. They're a little bit thinner than that. Um, but yeah. Re- so real, real quick, Brian, I have to interject. You just blew my mind. <laughs> I never put cassette and case <laughs> together. <laughs> I, I literally have been living in a shell for the last 30 something years. I mean... <laughs> I feel like my entire life has been alive. Well, now you complete. all know
2: and you can all share in the glory with Adam and knowing that a cassette is just a little case. So...
1: <laughs> T-I-L, as the kids would say.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: oh. Or do you say, till? Is it I don't
0: know. ELI5. TLDR.
2: 90210. I, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In this circumstance, TLDR means too long, didn't remember, right? Oh, too, too long, long didn't, read. didn't read? It was supposed to be an old guy. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
1: Get with it, people.
0: Oh, jeez. Gosh. Well, anyway,
2: the, uh, the Walkman itself was devised and created by Sony co founder. Uh, Masaru Ibuka, to develop a better portable player. So they had portable players on the market, but they were all extremely expensive, very unwieldy, highly fragile. And so the creation of the Walkman was, in his mind, an absolute necessity in order to kind of bring music to a portable traveling audience. And we'll talk in a little bit about how that really impacted a bunch of different unexpected facets in in life as well during the 80s and
1: 90s. weren't most of the mm. recor- weren't most of the portable tape players at that point marketed at journalists like weren't they also recorders for the most part?
2: Yeah, yeah, so they were both for journalists and then they also had models that were kind of like dictaphone style as well too, so an executive or an attorney or someone like that that would be Transcribing their words to audio, and then their secretary would then type that out from their message. Dictaphones are actually crazy because some of them even have foot pedals where you could stop and start the recording. So that way you could, you know, stay in time with with what you were trying to transcribe.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah, pretty neato. You know, or you...
1: I don't want to comment on how old we are, but one of my first tasks at my current job was setting up the foot pedals for the typist class. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It was all computerized at that point. It was, you know, either Windows 2000 or XP, but it's the same concept. It was to, you know, play, pause, rewind the recording so that they could, you know, type the message.
2: That's amazing. That's crazy. How times have changed. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, the Walkman, during the time that it was first being introduced in 1979, wasn't actually called the Walkman back then. Did you guys know that?
0: I did not. I did not. And it
2: wasn't consistently named across the globe either. So in the US, it was actually called the Soundabout. What? (laughs) (laughs) Which is crazy. And I, I'm assuming in, in like New England, they call it a Sotery because they don't have roundabouts, they have rotaries. Anyway, bad joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in the UK, they called it the Stowaway. And in Sweden, they called it the Freestyle. Basically, every other country that they were marketed to all had their own unique names as well. So kind of a strange thing that Sony decided to do. But eventually, Walkman was the name that caught on. And that's still what we use to this day to describe these tape decks as well as their competitors' tape decks, as well as basically any other mobile device that Sony has created in the last, oh mm-hmm. gosh, 40 years. Wow.
1: Kind of like how when we were in high school, no matter what kind of stereo we had, our parents always referred to it as a boombox. Yes. Didn't, yeah. It didn't matter you know what it was, our parents always referred to it as a boombox, the same way that any portable audio device you or I would refer to as a Walkman.
2: Exactly, exactly. Or any yeah. MP3 player would be an iPod, even if it wasn't Apple.
0: Yep. yep. Except for that absolutely horrendous Microsoft Zune. <laughs> that, that you just referred to as garbage. I yeah. I have a Zune. <laughs> I'm sorry you have a garbage
1: MP3 player. It was $299. What am I going to do? I couldn't afford a $400 iPod. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like... Two dollars and
0: ninety nine cents, or two hundred yeah, with, with
2: with a six box tops from Post General Mills and Kellogg cereals. So.
1: <laughs> well, it was in a car wash bin, so I'll let you decide.
2: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So, do you guys? Did you
0: guys have Walkman? Of course. Um, I don't. I don't remember if I ever had the cassette player. I know that I for sure had the CD player version. Ah, yes, the uh, the
2: Sony. Well, it was originally the Sony Discman CD, and then it changed to Sony Discman. Yeah. Yep, I definitely had one of those too. I never had my own Walkman, but my dad had one that, you know, he would work like 28 hours a day when I was a kid. So, in that negative time
1: (laughs) between
2: (laughs) my brother and I were able to borrow that and use it quite a bit. And it was funny because he had a whole bunch of cassettes for like, you know, Jethro Tull and Uriah Heap and some Sabbath stuff and we would change it out with like I don't know songs at the zoo and like <laughs> Peter and the wolf And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there was a, an Aladdin soundtrack we had on, on cassette so much less kick-ass nice. than, uh, <laughs> th- than Aqualung for
1: example <laughs> did you guys ever record over your parents tapes yes
0: Actually, I have a really funny story about that. So, back when I was probably, gosh, I don't know, one, two, something like that. Like, whenever I was first kind of learning to talk, and... Um, uh, 28, had 29. My, my, <laughs> yeah, you know. My, but my dad had, you know, back in the 80s, the way you stole music wasn't like MP3s and all that kind of stuff. You'd record the radio. Sure. So my dad had like a whole receiver thing set up in uh, the living room that, you know, it was hooked to the radio and then he could record it through the receiver and it would go into this tape deck that we had and all that. Well like on top of my dad recording that we had a bunch of random cassette tapes and stuff like that including lee greenwood's tender tennessee christmas which is his christmas album from the 80s lee greenwood being the same guy that wrote proud to be an american after september 11th and so there's this really like you know beautiful song by him called tender tennessee christmas and right in the middle of it all of a sudden you hear like the thud of me hitting the <laughs> buttons on the receiver. And I'm kind of like, at first you can hear like my dad kind of talking in the background and you can hear me kind of just breathing into the microphone or whatever. <laughs> and then it, and then it goes back it goes back to the song. And then a, like maybe two minutes later or something like that, you hear it go again And you hear my dad say something about, what are you doing? And I go, what that me doing here?
1: And then pause.
0: Shit. (laughs) I'm like, I'm probably like two years old at this point. (laughs) Yeah, so we still actually have that cassette tape. And whenever we get a chance, we'll throw that on and listen to that. (laughs) It's funny
2: that you bring up that people used to basically tape off of the radio. And I remember as a kid trying to tape songs on a cassette, like the old BMG cassettes or whatever, and Mm -hmm. trying to get a song. And you would wait sometimes for hours for that song to come on. And it's like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's Megadeth Angry again. This is the one I want. Um, And then you would like miss it or you would run out of tape and you'd only get like (laughs) the first verse and then like the – The The DJ would
1: start talking in the outro of the song. Right,
2: right. Yeah, yep. (laughs) The the cool thing about, you know, and they don't do this as much anymore, but like kind of DJ-driven radio shows were such a huge thing up through the 80s and even into the 90s, I would say. You know, kind of like that Casey Kasem is the biggest DJ I can think of, obviously, from like the 60s and 70s. But there were lots Mm -hmm. of others throughout the 80s and 90s and it was just amazing that you could literally sit down with your with your cassette player hit record on a blank right. tape and literally get all the top 40 songs on one cassette tape and that was before
0: they had now that's what i call music 830
2: <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah and now you just build your own playlist you pay 99 cents for each song or you find a torrent somewhere and, and you know steal the music but The other thing I remember, too... Oh,
0: Lars Ulrich (laughs) disagrees. Well, the other thing I
2: remember, too, is that when you would buy, like, an actual artist's cassette, you couldn't record over it. So, like, if you had a Michael Bolton album or something like that, or a Go West album, trying to think of all the tapes that are in my dad's basement right now, (laughs) (laughs) you couldn't record over it unless... Unless... you guys guys know this trick? I'm sure Paul does. He alphabetizes his tapes... (laughs) You would take a piece of scotch tape over the very top. there were two holes, and if you covered those holes, I don't know why, but you would then be able to oh, record yeah. over that tape
0: it it was the it was kind of the same deal as the uh when you could record v h s cassettes there was that little tab that you could pull, and if you pulled that, you couldn't record over anything so like you know, if it was your wedding video or whatever, you pull that little tab, and then you can't accidentally record over your wedding with the Dallas Cowboys game Sure, or sure.
2: Well, they probably won more often in the 80s than the Lions did, so.
0: Uh, yeah, I would say <laughs> so. <laughs> I'd go out on a limb and say, yeah, probably.
2: It was probably a much better yeah. era for them than, uh. Than the Lions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well and then you get into the nineties with Aikman and Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin and sure, all sure. those guys. I think they won either back to back to back or back to back
1: and then like another championship within like four years or something like that. So do you guys remember like Columbia House, uh where you could get, you know, the like ten cassette yeah. tapes for only a penny? Oh, sure. And it was a big scam because you'd do it for a penny and then you'd get a $40 a month subscription and they would send you like five or six (laughs) tapes in the mail. Yep.
0: Oh, yeah. I actually used to use that uh, because a lot of times in magazines, they would have that page. Oh, like the the one cardboard insert
2: amongst all the glossy pages. Yep. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yep. And it it would be the uh, like new list of all the new cassettes or the big cassettes or CDs, or whatever it was at that time. And that was usually how I figured out, like, when bands had new CDs or tapes out at that point, like, before you had the internet to tell you that kind sure. of stuff. Yeah, because otherwise, it was like, go to the Sam Goods or uh, what, whatever, and, like, look around, and that was the only other way to figure it out. Just cruise through there, see if there was anything
2: good. I kind of am envious of people that we old enough to drive during that era, though, because I would have I would have definitely been the guy that just hung out at the record store all the time and just waited for oh, like the for next sure. Judas Priest <laughs> album to hit or the next Scorpions album to hit. Like I would be there just waiting like, oh, oh, they don't have another album. They're not even recording. OK, all right. Well, I'll be back tomorrow anyway, just to hang out. Like, that would totally be me.
1: (laughs) And those cardboard inserts were always, like, you know, just before center. So that made more sense to flip back to front to get to the centerfold. Because otherwise that would, uh, you know, inhibit you from getting to the monthly poster. (laughs) Anyway, that's something you kids (laughs) can ask your parents about. Yeah, say
2: centerfold in a car
1: (laughs) magazine by chance. Uh I think he's
0: talking
2: I know what he's about, talking about.
0: Uh, <laughs> I think he's talking about Nintendo Monthly.
2: I know what he's talking about.
1: <laughs> well, my whole point of where I was going with this is the Columbia House uh things that you would order tapes from. My parents had hundreds and hundreds of tapes and collected over, you know, years before I was born. Mm-hmm. So when we were in probably fourth or fifth grade, my parents had the high-end sweet Panasonic, or maybe it was a Fisher deck that had the high-speed dubbing with the dual decks. Oh, and I yeah. would go mm-hmm. through and I would take requests and I would record all the songs off the radio that people weren't allowed to listen to. And then <laughs> I would high-speed dub them to other tapes and mass. And I used all of my parents, like Willie Nelson cassettes and Peter Paul, and mary and crap that they would never <laughs> listen to and i would waste through all these tapes and make copy after copy of i can't even think of you know what was popular at the time like that... gangster's paradise yes that would be a perfect example and then i would distribute those tapes for lunch money
2: that's amazing i'm i'm envisioning that Opening scene from Detroit Rock City, and this is on vinyl, obviously, but
1: yeah. where, th-
2: where the mom is going to relax in her favorite chair and she pulls out the the Carpenter's record and she's like humming yep. We've Only Just Begun. She's got a nice glass of red wine. She sits down and then all of a sudden Kiss starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> Love Gun, right? <laughs> um, it isn't. I'm trying to remember what song it is now. The Love Gun is for the opening credits. I'm trying to remember what that song is in the beginning i will find out and i'll post it on our facebook how's that sound All right. <laughs> it's a different it's a different song but yep yep anyway um going back to the walkman uh <laughs> um so the walkman first and foremost really changed the way a lot of people lived their lives and viewed the world and it's it's kind of I don't know. It, it sounds kind of silly to say that. Like, it's definitely not like the automobile or the computer or things like that. But in a lot of ways, it is. The Walkman was one of the very first things, at least in terms of the Western world, really introduced people to the idea of Japanese-ness. So this idea of micronization and miniaturization with high technology and high quality at low cost. It was Mm -hmm. something that really started that trend. And then from there, the Japanese, you know, Mitsubishi and things like that. Sony on many levels. Panasonic. They all started. Panasonic's not Japanese, are they?
1: I thought they were um, Korean. Yeah. But I think, yeah. I could be wrong.
2: But all of these companies started getting involved in televisions and radios and every other thing you could think of. You know, Yamaha starts getting involved in keyboards and guitars, for that matter Yeah. yeah so that really really changed things a ton another big thing between 1987 and 1997 that was kind of the height of the Walkman's popularity so even though it came out in 79 the the true steam of like everybody owning one didn't really happen until about seven or eight years later and that wave kind of rode for easily a decade Mm -hmm. That just coincidentally happened to coincide with any particular fad you guys can think of that people might have used a Walkman with.
1: Uh, Richard Simmons workout videos.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Literally, that's exactly it, is the aerobics craze. So Mm -hmm. people were able to exercise anywhere they wanted in their living room, in the park or whatever, and not disturb their neighbors or their roommates or other people that are park visitors. They could just throw in their music, you know and listen to the
0: the oldies exactly
2: and listen to the temptations and uh and do their lunges all at the same time and that was that was huge that really changed exercising because i think a lot of it you know at that point most people lived a pretty sedentary life you know you you moved a lot more at work than you do now because not everybody worked on computers obviously but beyond that i mean people didn't just go to the gym and exercise like bodybuilders did, but not not the average Joe. And so this really brought it kind of to the forefront that people should be exercising in their leisure time. And this is a way to make it really engaging and exciting for those for those participants. So
1: according to factbuddies.com, between 1987 and 1997, the number of people who walked for exercise in the US went up by 30% due in part to popularity of the Walkman.
2: And that's another huge thing, which I didn't even think about, is that's kind of when walking for exercise started. That's also when, because it was also the height of the mall, uh, that's also when mall walking became a thing. (laughs) (laughs) So you can imagine all the uh, geriatrics in their sweatpants walking around the mall with their Walkman, you know?
1: And I will say until the (laughs) advent of, or the invent, or however you want to say it, of the iPod, there really was no better device to do physical activity with as far as portable audio went, because CDs, anti-skip is a lie. Mm -hmm. The only thing it does is protect your disc. It doesn't stop the CD from skipping. And your best bet, was always a cassette tape it was true blue reliable
2: absolutely now what was the that feature called paul uh, i know you've said it before um the, basically the anti-skip for cassettes
1: i can't remember now
2: oh man i put you on the spot and sorry
1: <laughs> there really wasn't an anti-skip for cassettes because the tape was you know it was it was reel to reel tape now yeah. there was the um the forward skipping and um crap i know what you're talking about but i can't think of it all it's the not, it's I not
2: had- tracking because that was more for like
1: vhs yeah that was more but- vhs for head alignment. If your, if your heads were out of alignment on a cassette tape, you just got a new one because the tape cleaner was not going <laughs> to fix that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, as I mentioned earlier, there were a lot of competitors with the Walkman. Obviously that is the most famous, just like there's lots of, you know, nasal tissue competitors, but everyone thinks of Kleenex. There were a lot of competitors like Toshiba, Panasonic, We talked about how to pronounce this earlier, and I'm trying to remember now. IWA? Yeah. They they were all releasing their own versions of the Walkman. Obviously, since we're talking about the Walkman, none of those were ever as popular, but they were all a a big deal at the time as well. Everyone else was kind of catching. in. Yeah, it really
0: was like the cassette tape equivalent to the iPod. Like, the iPod for MP3 players... Was kind of the pinnacle of you know mp3 audio players, like the cassette was, or like the Walkman was for cassette tapes.
2: Well, and at one point, um, Walkman got so popular, and this is even before the huge craze 1987 to 1997, but in 1986, Walkman was actually added to the Oxford English Dictionary. Wow, yeah,
1: what about Boombox? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I didn't pull that figure, unfortunately. Um, but, but yeah, so um, it was critically a major success as well. Um, Time Magazine, for example, considered it an unprecedented combination of portability and privacy. So portability because most of the models, especially the early models, ran on AA batteries. Um, there were some smaller models that came out later that ran on AAA batteries And then privacy, like we talked about before, you had headphones. And in many cases with the earlier models, there was no external jacks whatsoever. There were no speakers on the outside. So everything was inside of your headphones. You basically could Mm -hmm. listen to whatever you wanted to, wherever you wanted to, and not disrupt anyone. And as someone who takes public transportation on the regular, that's amazing because There are so many people on the damn train that just decide, (laughs) I don't need headphones with my phone, and I'm just going to listen to my music anyway. You know, and it was kind of nice that this was one of the first times that people could actually privately enjoy their music, whether it was to exercise or commute or just lounge around. They were able to kind of escape through music without anyone else being disrupted or involved in that. So,
1: Do you know what the first, uh, first use of the Walkman was by Sony when it was a prototype? No. So the original prototype was given to co-founder of Sony, uh, Akio Morita. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, so he could listen to opera music on business flights.
2: That's amazing. Oh,
1: so that is the first recorded use of the Walkman in production uh, from the prototype.
2: That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, the the Walkman itself early on had no external like jacks or speakers or anything like that. Uh, the model TCS four hundred and thirty was the first time that changed, where you could switch between headphones and you know the external speaker. It was very popular for a very long time. It really transformed the way that people lived. I think another big explosion that happened right about the same time was the founding of MTV. So having oh, you know, sure. music being so much more in the foresight of everybody's minds at that time and exercise being at the forefront of everyone's minds and then having this device that allowed you to listen to that music while you exercised and everything like that. I think that that's, uh, I think it kind of gets overshadowed and forgotten about. And as someone in their Mid 30s, when you go to a museum and you see a Walkman on display, you like kind of cringe and get uncomfortable. But I think it is worth showcasing and really, truly remembering the impact. Um, I think it was pretty, pretty remarkable.
1: In 2005, PC World called the Walkman the one of the 50 greatest inventions of the past 50 years. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah,
0: I mean it's hard to argue that with you know without the walkman there would not have been the advances in you know audio technology that we've had over the last 30 years absolutely
1: one of the things i really miss and i don't know which model of this i had but it was a it was a sony walkman the one that i had had two headphone jacks on it did you guys own devices that had that
2: no, I don't
1: think I ever owned
0: one. I remember seeing them. We uh, very We with. had
2: a like a adapter that would plug in, so it's like the the
1: the Y what? adapter with the split, yeah, yeah, with the
2: split, exactly.
1: And but no, I've never seen it built into
2: I, the model. That's cool.
1: That is something that I terribly miss. Like, why, you know, well, now headphone jacks are starting to disappear. They don't even exist. But um, for devices that have them, the two things that I miss the most about technology from that era is there's something to be said about being able to just throw in another double A on the fly and yep. keep going. Because rechargeable batteries are not always all that. There was a lot to be said about the flexibility of just being able to pull another double A out of your pocket and switch to it. And then Absolutely. I terribly miss two headphone jacks and why other devices never incorporated that. I don't know.
2: I actually used to have, I want to say it was an HP that had two headphone jacks and it was amazing because if you, I I don't know if you guys know this, but I I play a lot of music. Um, All the music you hear in the show is music that I kind of came up with. Um, It was really nice to be able to kind of jam with another person And be able to record at the same time all on one machine. Um, That was awesome. Especially on a college budget where it's like I can't afford a mixer and condenser mics and all that crap. But I can at least get two people sitting on one single track, you know, in my living room and and make that count. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, I I don't know. Do you guys have any other uh, crazy stories about Walkmans or mixtapes or anything like that? Not really.
0: You know, I mean, like I said, a lot of my experience more came later with the Walkman CD player as opposed to the actual uh, original cassette player. Sure, um, sure. I, I guess, like, kind of going along with the mixtapes, though, I think probably the one I'm most proud of, I remember our senior year of high school, I bought a Sony Walkman that had this new compression format and i don't even remember like i don't remember if it's still around i don't remember what it was called whatever but it it boasted that it would compress the file size down to something like a tenth of the original format and so to test it out we were going to stratford canada for the shakespeare stratford festival sure sure the next day and i was like you know i need something to listen to on the on the bus ride and at the time, I was really into the Beatles, so I was like, oh, I wonder how many, you know, songs I can get on there or whatever. I got their entire discography on a single CD. Wow. That's incredible. Every, yeah, it, it it compressed the files down so much that I was able to get every single album that they ever wrote on a single CD of course, it's all MIDI and
2: the uh, vocal- <laughs> <laughs> the vocals are like a MIDI sax.
1: <laughs> it just yeah, overlays it, the track. Like I've never heard <laughs> "Help Jude" before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was actually all in uh, the 16-bit uh, style from like the second Genesis. Yep. <laughs>
2: yeah, eight days yeah. of Skelter. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, that's uh, that's about all I had on on Walkman and stuff like that. As we've mentioned earlier, it was succeeded by Sony's Discman, um, which I know is another topic in the hopper. And it's something that sounds like both Adam and I own. So I'm sure there's lots of great stories about Sony Discman and stuff like that. One last thing that I wanted to bring up about mixed tapes, though. In high school, I had like a 10-disc changer with detachable speakers, dual cassette player, all of that stuff. But when I was a kid, like 7 to 14, I just had one JVC cassette player with AM, FM radio, um, you know, tiny little thing. And so I absolutely used to record music off of the radio. And now I'm one of those people that I still own a lot of CDs. I still own a lot of cassettes, um, DVDs, VHS. And I alphabetize all of that stuff. Like I have display stands and everything that I can put in that isn't still in moving boxes. (laughs) It's hard to find those display cabinets these days. So, um, but they're all alphabetized and everything like that. So, it was absolutely – it. pains me to go back and look at some of these old tapes where i didn't know the names of songs and just like made up a name to the song based on what i thought it might be
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> oh i bet that's pretty good. yeah
2: there's like the one that i that comes right to mind is um december by collective soul and i called it deeds because that's just what it sounds like he's saying he's like, Deeds Samber da, 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 da And I was like, Yeah, it's Deeds, why wouldn't it be Deeds? So I just um, It was definitely not the name of the song. So nice.
0: The Pina
1: Colada song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so uh one one last little thing with this. So apparently the Sony Walkman has recently and when I say recently I mean within probably the last year or so come out as an mp3 player uh and it's called the sony walkman yeah it's called the sony walkman nwa30 series and it's designed so that it actually looks like one of the old cassette players uh but it's got like an lcd screen on the front of it but if you look at the side it looks like all the old buttons and stuff like that that the walkman would have had uh how much do you think that retails for right now?
2: $299. dollars Oh gosh. Three grand. Yeah, you
0: guys <laughs> you guys are actually a lot closer than I thought you were gonna guess. Uh yeah, the lowest price right now is one hundred eighty and the highest price I'm seeing is about two thirty five. Wow. That's quite
2: a range, first of all. But secondly, that, that does command quite a price.
1: Crutchfield yeah. has it for two nineteen, But it's Crutchfield, which I didn't know still existed. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what? Did I, you know that I Crutchfield imagine- still existed? <laughs> I had no idea. I, I yeah. feel really good about myself, though, that I typed 2019 Sony Walkman into Google and Crutchfield is the first link. That's nostalgic in itself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I guess that wraps up our discussion on the Sony Walkman. We are now going to move on to...
1: NOSTALGIA COMBIN! NOSTALGIA COMBIN! I wish I could see the look your wife is giving me right now. (laughs) He's in the other room. It'll be okay.
2: (laughs) Oh, all right, guys. I have devised a trivia question for my co-host to answer. Whoever is closest will get to lead their chat next week. Adam has Stephen King, and Paul has Hitchhiker's Guide. You guys ready? To the
1: galaxy.
2: Oh, all right. So when the Sony Walkman portable cassette player debuted in 1979, vinyl albums were still the most popular medium for listening to music. In what year did cassettes outsell vinyl for the first time?
1: 1987. Adam? I'm gonna
0: say 89. Oh, Paul, you are actually
2: closer. Um, The correct answer is 1983. Oh, wow. So... Um yeah, so pretty early on it seemed like it made quite a quite an impact. Tiebreaker question in case anyone was interested, and it's kind of a fun little piece of, of trivia. What was the name of Sony's portable television set?
0: Uh
2: The
1: Watchman
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Paul. Um, um Hmm. Teradici. I don't know. It actually,
2: <laughs> it actually was the Sony Watchman.
1: <laughs> <Sure>. Nice. <laughs> uh, I
0: knew it was going to be something stupid like that. <laughs>
2: well, unfortunately, um, you know, that was just for extra points, kind of like the whose line points. Um, so, actually. Uh, <laughs> they're all made
0: up and they don't actually matter. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah,
2: so, so, so Paul actually uh, got the answer right for the true Nostalgia Combat question.
0: Oh. No. Oh well. Alright, well, there you have it. Paul will be guiding us through the land of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the movie, next time. I still have Stephen King in my pocket, along with three circuit court judges and the police chief. <laughs> 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 what?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that might be a reference to our last episode. It might
1: be. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done my homework.
0: <laughs> so now we need to visit the hopper of imagination and get Brian a new topic.
1: It's my turn to do the hopper this time. Oh yeah. Right.
0: We want to remind
2: all of our listeners that if there's a topic you'd like to hear us discuss, you can submit those at our website at podcast.
1: So I have to preface this with I'm not going to say that I don't screw up all the time nor am I you know, inherently lazy because that is very true but I am a little offended that Brian felt the need to write in all caps all three topics need to be fan submissions like I wouldn't know which spreadsheet to randomly select topics from and he underlined it too we want all of our fans
0: to feel love you know Except not Paul. Paul doesn't get to feel any love.
1: (laughs) As I spin the wheel to see what topics pull out, your categories are Saturday morning cartoons, Mm. 90s reality television, or celebrity.
2: Hmm. Well, we already have a celebrity with Stephen King. Um, I'm going to go with Saturday morning cartoons. That sounds fun.
1: You have chosen X-Men, the animated series Ooh, submitted yes. by
2: Spencer D. Awesome. Awesome. That is super exciting. Oh, well, there you have it, folks. Um, be sure to join us next time when Paul goes all over and over and over again about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Probably 42 times if I had to guess um oh, and in future <laughs> episodes adam fits. will chat with us about stephen king and i will talk about x-men the animated series thank you again for joining us on dating ourselves
0: and if you like what you heard there's more to come you can check us out at www.datingourselvespodcast.com to learn more about us and the show And you can check out our Contact Us tab if you'd like to submit your own nostalgic topics. You can also send us your submissions at datingourselvespodcasts at AOL.com. We've got mail.
1: (laughs) In addition to iTunes, you can find us on TuneIn Radio, Google Music, and wherever podcasts are downloaded. Please be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the throwback
2: Ooh, I like it. Well, you said around. we were
1: bringing it back, so.
2: <laughs> I like it. I like it.
1: Throwback action?
2: Throwback action. I love Back-tion.
1: it. Throwback action. Yep.
2: We post additional content on Facebook at facebook.com slash dating ourselves podcast. If you're on Instagram, you can find us at dating ourselves podcast, and we do the Twitter thing too at dated podcast.
0: As we do every few months, Dating Ourselves will be taking June off from posting new episodes. During that time, we'll continue to record new content for you all, or as the Southerners would say, y'all. And maybe enjoy some of the summer before it gets too friggin' hot. (laughs) Man, you went from, like, South Carolina
2: all the way up to Jersey, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, going, going with Carl from, uh... What, what's oh, that show? Uh, Aquatine, uh, yeah. the frickin' azalea
2: bushes. the <laughs> <Yep>. Freaking azaleas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, come join us when we return on July 4th, and I lead the fellas in a discussion about a true American hero, Ford Prefect, and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah! Remember, if you're too old for Snapchat and too young for Life Alert, you've just been dating See you. Better, guys. See you, guys. Bye-bye.